Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, So likewise ye accept ye utter by the tongue words easy to be understood. I had that verse in my notes, easy to be understood. We're talking about problems of, we're talking about Bible issues on Sunday night for a few weeks. And we're going to be talking about specifically some very alarming problems in the new international version. Uh, I should say perversion of the Bible, because that's what it is. And I want words that are easy to understand. And we're not going to be talking about archaic words or anything like that tonight. We're going to be talking about simple words like Jesus, God, doctrine. Those are pretty easy to understand. In Matthew chapter number one, I want you to look at verse number 25. Matthew chapter one, verse 25. We got quite a few passages of scripture to go to. So let's dive in. Matthew 25. Matthew 1, verse 25, and the the Bible says, And knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Now, we all know the context of Matthew chapter 1, and we all know that Mary had other children. Unless you had an NIV Bible, then you wouldn't know that because firstborn is completely removed and it simply says she gave birth to a son (laughs) you know what you got in exodus what 11 and 12 you got a mention of the firstborn and the firstborn would be killed (laughs) and well the whole lineage of that family didn't didn't die what what happened there were other other children uh that's roman catholic doctrine right there jesus Uh, I'm sorry, that basically Mary, the Roman Catholic Catholic doctrine is the perpetual virginity of Mary. That's a big thing they worship. Mary had other children. Look at Matthew chapter number six. Matthew chapter number six. Why would you remove the word firstborn? Matthew chapter six, verse 33. Watch what the Bible says. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, remember uh, on Thursday nights, we're doing a series on the kingdom of God versus the kingdom of heaven. You couldn't do that series if you had an NIV because all you've got in the NIV is, but seek first his kingdom. Why take out the word God? I want a Bible that emphasizes God. I want a Bible that's not afraid to mention God. Who's this he? You know all these modern songs that come out? It's all designed to sing to him or he is great or you. And they never identify or name Jesus. Some of these modern songs that slip into churches. Remove any mention of Jesus' name 
let alone God. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. And we talked about that on Thursday nights. It's, it's within. Look at Matthew chapter number seven. Matthew chapter number seven, verse number 28. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his teachings. Except it doesn't say teachings. It says doctrine. And you know what we want to learn? Doctrine. Doctrine matters. If you've got yourself an NIV, you know what you got? Teachings. Did, de- did Jesus teach? Yes. But you will see countless references in the NIV where the word doctrine is completely and entirely removed. Does the Bible say all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine? <laughs> doctrine matters. That's why we're here. We want to know what the Bible says. That's called doctrine. Matthew chapter 8. Look at verse 29. And behold, they cried out saying, what have we to do with thee? Jesus, thou son of God. The NIV completely removes the name Jesus. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Why the removal of Jesus's name? To weaken the doctrine, doctrine matters, to weaken the doctrine of the deity of Jesus Christ. We would all agree that's pretty much real, real high up there on the priority of being a Christian. Matthew 9, uh, Matthew 12, rather, Matthew 12, look at verse number 31. Matthew 12, 31. Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the spirit shall not be forgiven unto men. Except you knew you know that I left out a word if you know your King James Bible. That's right. Yes, yeah, Sister Lois is shaking her head. I thought there was a such thing as a Holy Spirit. Isn't that what we got when we got born again? <laughs> This idea of a spirit. What spirit? There's a lot of spirits out there. Now we got a Holy Spirit. Why? That word is easy to understand. It's intelligible. <laughs> and we don't even have to get into arguments about archaic words. And, and people say, oh, they're dead words. and all. We don't even have to discuss that tonight. We're talking about simple words that all Christians should know. It's called a Holy Spirit. Jesus. What else? Doctrine. What? Yeah, thank you for that. Holy Spirit and Holy Ghost. Okay. Matthew 12, 31. Where, where are we at now? Matthew 13. Matthew 13, look at verse 36. Matthew 13, verse 36. Watch this one. Then he left the crowd. That's what the NIV says. 
You look at it in your Bible, it says, then Jesus sent the multitudes away. Jesus. I want a Bible that has all the references to the name Jesus. That's who he is. Jesus. Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 13, the 51st verse. It says. Jesus said unto them, have you understood all these things? Then they say unto him, yes. That's not what they said unto him. They referred to him as Lord. You take out the end of this verse. They say unto him, yea, Lord, you have weakened the doctrine of the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're going to have a real hard time convincing a Jehovah's Witness <laughs> that there are three that bear a record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one with an NIV Bible. I'm not saying, I am not saying somebody cannot be saved out of an NIV. I am not saying that at all. What I'm saying is doctrine matters. These words are simple and easy to understand, and we have clear Clear passages where the deity of Christ is weakened. Matthew, uh, well, in First Timothy 6, we know that who is blessed, only potentate, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords. I want the deity of Christ everywhere I can find it in my Bible. Matthew chapter number 15. Matthew chapter number 15. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for what? Doctrine, right? Doctrine. Uh, Matthew chapter 15, verse number nine. But in vain they do worship me, teaching commandments of men. Which is what it would say if you had yourself a new international version, teaching for doctrines. That's how people get mixed up. Because they got wrong doctrine. We got a Bible that's not afraid to take, that's not afraid to keep the strong emphasis translated correctly, doctrine. And look, we're not getting into manuscript evidence tonight. We're not doing any of that. We're doing a simple Bible study to show clearly that we've got a Bible we can trust will not damage the deity of Jesus Christ. Go to Matthew chapter 16. Verse number 20. Then he charged his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Lord or Jesus the Christ. Matthew 16, verse 20. Jesus is removed from the NIV. The name completely taken out. Look at the 22nd verse. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Lord, taken out. Matthew 17. Look at Matthew 17, verse number 20. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, 
For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of, must, of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain. Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out by prayer. Only if you got an NIV. <laughs> but it's by prayer and something else. Fasting. Zach and I were talking about this after church this morning. And he was talking, you know, he was just commenting on, you know, the sermon this morning and how, yeah, Jesus is the only answer. We need to be out there um, doing stuff. And it was convicting to him. And, and he also mentioned another thing we can be doing is prayer and fasting. And, you know, he wasn't saying at the exclusion of, he was saying in the addition to, which, I mean, amen, that's, that's good. That's good. Christians pray and Christians fast. Well, we've got that right in our Bible. Praise the Lord for it. Um, Matthew 22. Matthew chapter 22. Look at that one. Matthew 22, verse number 33. Bible says, and when the multitude heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. Nope. That's what the NIV says. King James Bible says doctrine. There are countless removals of the word doctrine in the NIV. I wouldn't. I would. And I've read enough of it to know that the deity of Christ is pretty much obliterated. Mark chapter number one. Let's go to another book. Mark chapter number one. I always say, well, you could get it in other places. Why do you have to go to another place? Like, why can't we? Why can't you just look at it and say, you know what? You're right. They left that out. Why is it? Well, we can get it in another place. Well, what if we could get it in another place? Well, we can get it in multiple places. Wouldn't you want a strengthened doctrine of the deity of Jesus Christ? Oh, forgot teaching. We we can only have teaching. Doctrine's a strong word. Doctrine matters. Where are we, Mark? Look at Mark 1, Mark 1, 22. And they were astonished at his teaching. Nope, that's wrong again. They were astonished at his doctrine. We need, we need a Bible with the word doctrine in it, not where it's removed. The verse 27. And they were all amazed and so much that they questioned among themselves saying, what thing is this? What new teaching? No, doctrine. It should be and is translated correctly as an easy word to understand that is a stronger word to emphasize doctrine matters. And doctrine should be there. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Doctrine. That's the first thing on the list. Well, it says other things it's profitable for, too. Yeah, I know. It's just a way to just get around the obvious removal of a word that should be there. Go to Mark 4. 
Mark 4. Mark 4, verse number 2. Watch this one. This is a good one. And he taught them many things by parables. Parables is a form of teaching, sure. And said unto them in his, here it is, doctrine. Another place where the NIV completely removes the word and just puts teaching. Doctrine. I believe doctrine. Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5, verse number 13. And forthwith, he gave them permission. Which is what the NIV says. Well, who's he? Why are you afraid to name the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? The Bible says, and forthwith, Jesus gave them leave. The unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. The herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. And were about 2,000 were choked in the sea. So the argument is, well, you get the basic idea. <laughs> Why would you argue against Jesus being removed in place of the word he that the translators don't even capitalize? Like, why do you got to go to something else and you can't just say, you know what? That makes sense. Jesus is clear. It's intelligible. It or it's it's a it's the name above every name. It's easy to understand. Give me more. Give me more of Jesus. Mark chapter seven. Mark chapter seven, verse number seven. Again, doctrine is removed. Howbeit in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. NIV says their teaching are mere human rules. Okay, again, we lose doctrine. That's a strong word, should be in there. How about verse 27? But he told her, let the children first be filled. Who's he? You don't know in the NIV. You don't know for sure. What's the Bible say? But Jesus said unto her, give me his name, say his name, mention his name, script his name, all scripture. It's scripted, written down. I want his name in there. Jesus said unto her, let the children first be filled, for it's not meat to take the children's bread and cast it under the dogs. Mark chapter number nine. Because, you, you know, you have Christians of various stripes that are mean-spirited. I don't know how a Christian can be, but look, we've all been there. <laughs> we've all handled a situation mean-spirited. Have you? I have. And we've all had days of poor character. And... Won't you admit, won't you agree with me that all stripes, all sects of Christianity have preachers or organizations or denominations, probably a better word, that just have poor character and a bad attitude? They all do. But you know what all of them do have as well? 
Christians with good attitude and good character, and they're not mean-spirited. So for some of these folks that make this charge against King James Bible believers that they're just mean and they're just, no, they're not, they're not all mean. Because there's some guys that are mean in your group. <laughs> and there's some guys that are nice in our group. But I'd like to think that we're, one, one of, we're the nice guys. We're just teaching doctrine. Now, if you don't agree with the doctrine, fine. Use an NIV. Mention he and teachings and take out firstborn and take out holy. Do all that. But I'm not mean because you don't agree with what I'm saying. And I'm not saying you're mean if you, because I disagree with what, what these other guys are saying. I'm just saying the King James Bible's right. Anybody don't have it's wrong. <laughs> just it's just wrong. I'm not trying to be mean about it. I'm not trying to say I'm better than anybody. We're not trying to say we're better than anybody. We just got the right book and they got the wrong book. See, it's smiley. It's happy. We're happy about it. I'm happy about having the right book. I don't want to be mean and nasty to someone has got an NIV. They got to come in with an NIV under their shoulder. Praise God they're here. Good friend of mine. Good friend. He comes to church. He'll, he'll go to church every Sunday with an NIV under his arm and an NIV on his lap. And every time something would come up when it wasn't in his Bible, the preacher would say to him, you know, that's not your Bible. And he'd write it in there. He goes, well, it is now. <laughs> and he, he'd write it in there. <laughs> You know why he's not moving off the NIV? Because when he got saved, he got saved out of the NIV Bible. And he just can't understand anything else except that's just the Bible I got saved out. Now, praise the Lord. The man got saved. He got born again. He's in church. He witnesses for the Lord. Praise God. He's not an enemy of the gospel. He's not not really saved because he's got a modern version. No, he's part of the body of Christ, just with the wrong Bible. <laughs> and, okay, well, amen. Mark 9, did we do Mark 9, 29? And he said to them, this can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. And the NIV can only come about by prayer. What about the fasting? I want the fasting in there as well. Mark 11, look at verse 18. Mark 11, verse number 18. The Bible says, and the scribes and chief priests heard it and saw how they might destroy him, for they feared him. Because all the people were astonished at his doctrine. Guess what word has been removed to stay on our theme tonight? Yeah, doctrine. It's been completely removed. Mark 12. Mark 12, verse 38. And he said unto them in his teachings nope another place doctrine is completely removed i'm only giving you a few of them tonight there's countless ones where doctrine is wiped out beware of the scribes which love to go on 
in long clothing and love salutations in the marketplaces. NIV just tells you, just watch out for the teachers. <laughs> Beware of the scribes, what it says. All right, let's do another book of the Bible. We're preaching through Romans. Let's draw out a few in Romans. Let's go there. Start in the first chapter. Except you utter by the tongue words easy to be understood. This is, these are easy words, easy to be understood. It's edifying when the words are easy to understand. I'm, I'm confused on the deity when I don't have Jesus and Lord and God when it talks about the kingdom that's within and, and, and doctrine. I mean, these are easy words to edify the saints that have been completely removed, which takes away the understandability of doctrine. Romans 1. Oh, boy. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Not a chance. Why'd you take out Christ's name, NIV translators? We'll get the manuscripts later, but I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. That's simple. That is easy to understand. It's right there. It's the gospel of Christ, and his name should be there. Absolutely should. Romans 6. Look at a couple more. Romans 6, 11. Oh, this is a powerful verse on the deity of Christ. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ, period. Nope, it's our Lord. And our Lord is completely taken out of the NIV. Jesus Christ, our Lord. And our Lord should be there. Look at verse 17. You got two things in this verse. But. God be thanked. That you were, watch this, servants of sin. The NIV says, though you used to be slaves to sin. I wasn't a slave to sin. I was a servant to sin. I wasn't a slave. Um, every slave, you could say, is a servant. But every servant is not a slave. What do you mean by that? A slave don't have a choice. A servant, it's voluntary. This idea people just want to make the devil just made me do it. No, the devil tempted you and then you made a decision to do it. <laughs> Act like you're a slave and the devil's making you do all this stuff. No, the devil's tempting you the same way he tempted Adam and Eve in the garden. And 
you chose to serve the devil and you were a servant to sin. God's not walking around forcing people to sin like they're some type of slave. You're not a slave to sin. You're a servant to sin. The temptation comes. You decide, I'm going to choose to follow the devil. And you serve the devil and therefore you sin. The servant's subjection to a master is a voluntary subjection. The slaves, it is not. It is not. Adam and Eve made a choice. You and I make a choice. And we choose the sin. It's So then it says, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine. And, th and there it is again. NIV tells you, obey from your heart the pattern of teaching. I want the word doctrine. Simple, easier to understand, and a clearer emphasis, and a stronger word. Romans chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. But there's some more there. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. You know what's removed from the NIV? But after the spirit. It's not there. Obliterated. Right off the screen. Right off the text, right off whatever you're reading. It's not there. Not there. Look at Romans chapter 16. Romans chapter 16. Watch this. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. Anybody want to guess what words removed in the NIV? You got it. Doctrine. People come in to a church and they want to bring in their doctrine. And you got to mark and avoid those people. Because doctrine matters to the Lord. So somebody brings you off to the side and wants to take you out to lunch and say, Hey, did you hear about, well, Jesus really isn't God. He's really Michael the Archangel. Or whatever other false doctrines out there. We've got to be aware of that. Because that's how division occurs. Wrong doctrine sneaks in. And God wants us to be aware of wrong doctrine. Romans 16 is a clear passage. Mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned. How will we save? By grace, through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody brings another doctrine? You better avoid that. Mark that, avoid it. Because they'll mess, they'll mess, they'll mess people up. People walking around th thinking they can merit favor with God, and they can't. Important. All right, one more. Let's go to Philippians. One more. 
chapter 4, Philippians 4. Last verse for this evening. We'll call it a we'll call it a Bible study after this verse. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 13. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. <laughs> How about no? <laughs> I can do all things through Christ with strengthening me. Where does our strength come from? Christ. Why is Christ's name removed from Philippians chapter 4, verse number 13? I'll tell you why. Because they don't want the doctrine. It's a weakening, a weakening of where our strength, get the pun, comes from. Comes from strike. It comes, our strength comes from Christ. I want a strong Bible with all the words, with all the doctrine, with an emphasis on the deity of Jesus Christ. And, I, and I've got it. I got it right here. You've got it in your lap. And we're not going to move from it. Lastly, 1 Corinthians 14. So likewise, ye, except ye utter by the tongue words easy to be understood. How shall it be known what is spoken? For ye shall speak into the air. The saints are edified with words that are easy to understand. And we have words that are so easy to understand, yet they're removed. And I'm having a hard time understanding just how important the deity of Christ is. Just how important doctrine is. It's important. Now, we'll get to words where you and I don't use often. How are the saints edified? Well, that word's not easy to understand. And we'll get to those. But let me ask you something. We have to be instructed. We have to be taught. We allow the Bible to define itself. And when you run a cross-reference and you see how the Bible defines the word, guess what you learn? A new word. And that's a pretty easy process called learning. And... I'll tell you one more word that's been removed. You only find it in the King James Bible. Study to show thyself approved unto God. They don't want you to study. So they take that word out. You know how you learn? You know how things become easier? You got to study. You got to study. And we had some, we had, we had somebody come and, you know, he, he, he did his little Google search and YouTube search, and he found some stuff on YouTube, which you can find plenty of it, guys that hate the King James Bible, make fun of Bible believers. And uh, so I gave him some resources online. I gave him some, I gave him a book to read. And I specifically gave him this book because you've got to dig. You've got to sit down, and you really got to crack that book and you've got to read it, and you've got to under you've got to digest it to understand it. I got probably four foot of books on the Bible issue. Four foot. If you stack them all together and measure it out, it probably measures about four feet. Now that's a lot of books. If you can't read one on the opposing view. 
and you're not willing to study, you can't help that person. You can't help. You can't help. So we're going to stick with the King James Bible, and if somebody don't like that, and they don't agree with it, that's fine. They don't have to like it. They don't have to agree with it. But I think there's enough here to agree with where, I don't know, we did 20 outreaches in the last 60 days. And all we did was preach the gospel, which every Christian would agree with. I don't know one church our size. I don't know one church three times our size is doing that much. You can't come and, and just kind of plug in. You want to do evangelism? You can't find a church that'll do it? Well, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll, we'll teach doctrine. We'll preach the gospel of the grace of God. And it's going to be held against us that, well, we use the King James. Well, then hold, then hold it against us. But in this modern world, I'm not against modern conveniences, but I'm against modern scholarship. <laughs> I think we I think we got something we can read and believe. So praise God. Hallelujah. And we're going to stick with it. We're going to stick with the book. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.